fresh meat, and during the hot part of the afternoon, he and the others were served chilled fruit juice or chilled chocolate milk. Apart from the doctors and the nurses, no one ever disturbed him. For a little while in the morning, he had to censor letters, but he was free after that to spend the rest of each day lying around idly with a clear conscience. He was comfortable in the hospital, and it was easy to stay on because he always ran a temperature of 101. He was even more comfortable than Dunbar, who had to keep falling down on his face in order to get his meals brought to him in bed. After he made up his mind to spend the rest of the war in the hospital, Yossarian wrote letters to everyone he knew saying that he was in the hospital, but never mentioning why. One day he had a better idea. To everyone he knew, he wrote that he was going on a very dangerous mission. They asked for volunteers. It's very dangerous, but someone has to do it. I'll write you the instant I get back. And he had not written anyone since. <laughs> all the officer patients in the ward were forced to censor letters written by all the enlisted men patients, who were kept in residence in wards of their own. It was a monotonous job, and Yossarian was disappointed to learn that the lives of enlisted men were only slightly more interesting than the lives of officers. After the first day, he had no curiosity at all. To break the monotony, he invented games. Death to all modifiers, he declared one day, and out of every letter that passed through his hands went every adverb and every adjective. The next day, he made war on articles. He reached a much higher plane of creativity the following day when he blacked out everything in the letters but A, an, and the. <laughs> that erected a more dynamic, intralinear tension, he felt, and in just about every case, left a message far more universal. Soon he was prescribing parts of salutations and signatures and leaving the text untouched. One time he blacked out all but the salutation, Dear Mary, from a letter, and at the bottom he wrote, I yearn for you tragically, A.T. Tapman, chaplain, U.S. Army. A.T. <laughs> Tapman was the group chaplain's name. When he, when he had exhausted all possibilities in the letters, he began attacking the names and addresses on the envelopes, obliterating whole homes and streets, annihilating entire metropolises with careless flicks of his wrist, as though he were God. Catch-22 required that each censored letter bear the censoring officer's name. Most letters he didn't read at all. On those he didn't read at all, he wrote his own name. On those he did read, he wrote Washington Irving. <laughs> when that grew monotonous, he wrote Irving Washington. Censoring the envelopes had serious repercussions, produced a ripple of anxiety on some ethereal military echelon, that floated a CID man back to the ward posing as a patient. They all knew he was a CID man because he kept inquiring about an officer named Irving or Washington. <laughs> and because after his first day there, he wouldn't censor letters. He found them too monotonous. It was a good ward this time, one of the best he and Dunbar had ever enjoyed. With them this time was the 24-year-old fighter pilot captain with the sparse golden mustache, who had been shot into the Adriatic Sea in midwinter and had not even caught a cold. Now the summer was upon them, the captain had not been shot down, and he said he had the grip. In the bed on Yossarian's right, still lying amorously on his belly, was the startled captain, with malaria in his blood and a mosquito bite on his ass. Across the aisle from Yossarian was Dunbar, and next to Dunbar was the artillery captain with whom Yossarian had stopped playing chess. 
the captain was a good chess player, and the games were always interesting. Yossarian had stopped playing chess with him because the games were so interesting they were foolish. Then there was the educated Texan from Texas who looked like someone in technicolor and felt patriotically that people of means, decent folk, should be given more votes than drifters, whores, criminals, degenerates, atheists, and indecent folk, people without means. Yossarian was, it. Yossarian was unspringing rhythms in the letters the day they brought the Texan in. It was, another hot, it was another quiet, hot, untroubled day. The heat pressed heavily on the roof, stifling sound. Dunbar was lying motionless on his back again, with his eyes staring up at the ceiling like a doll's. He was working hard at increasing his lifespan. He did it by cultivating boredom. Dunbar was working so hard at increasing his life.